Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. I see the fun. Seem Fun, the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast, episode 194. This episode's called I Don't Watch TV. That's right. I named it before I recorded it. What's happening? Man, I didn't pick up the podcast microphone once, really, in the last three weeks. I recorded so many in advance, and now I've caught up to myself, and I'm coming to you live. Well, I'm recording this Monday, July 31st. And it will be released August 1st, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time in America. I don't even know where to begin. I don't even remember. See, I, this is why I should do it every week is to get into a rhythm. God, I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know where to stand or where to be. I'm so confused. I'm really, I'm just being quiet right now. Wait, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell you guys, my tour, the all new material, comma, girl tour. It's not, I'm not the all new material girl. I'm telling you guys, I got all new material, girl, tour. The press, I sound like Donald Trump, the, the rigged press, the fake news, they're, they're getting confused by this uh, title. I put a comma after... Uh, Material, whatever, whatever. Why do I even bother putting commas places, trying to do things the right way? This episode is brought to you by Texture Magazine, Away Luggage, and Talkspace. We'll get into it all later. Now listen, so the mainstream media (laughs) has announced my tour. Well, that's, this is when my publicist kicks in. I, I, it's not like, oh my God, Jennifer, they, they, you're really becoming a big deal because I'm seeing everywhere that you're on tour. No, that's because I paid someone to put it out. So it's been on soft sale since January. Now everybody knows about it and they don't just have to be podcast listeners or on Twitter. So if you still haven't bought tickets, you're dumb. Don't email me. I'm broke. I got it. If you're not broke, you're dumb. San Francisco only has about 90 tickets left. That's a a mainstream comedy club. People walk by there. They see the poster in the bathroom. They don't know I'm coming to town. They buy a ticket at the box office. It's a higher percentage that that one will be sold out before the night of the show. So San Francisco, you're always begging me to come. Aha. See, I went back and listened. I remembered I was going to say. I'm like, why do I buy, as my friend Chris Frangeli, you heard him on one of these uh, They Seem Fun episodes, always says, why are we trying so hard? Whenever we see people delighted by something so stupid, I was in Montreal, Montreal, Quebec, and I'm walking down the street. These are not, listen, 
These were American tourists because I later heard them talking about being from America. They're walking down the street behind me. There's a restaurant called like Excellent or Excitement or something spelled like E-G-G-S, like eggs. And it served eggs. Oof. If you're French, oof. How do you say it? De oof. I want de oof. And they stand back and they marvel at it. Like they're looking at the fucking statue of David. And they're like, oh my God. Wow. They're marveling like, wow. And I'm thinking there's, there must be something going on besides the sign that I'm not seeing. Like when you look at a picture and people are like, do you see the old woman's face? And you're like, no. And it takes you a minute to adjust. I'm looking like they are. I'm thinking maybe Spider-Man's crawling down the building, something. And they go, eggs, excitement or whatever it's called. Isn't that clever? No, it's not clever. It's a pun. I don't even know if eggs, whatever counts as a pun. And I just thought, here I am at a festival and I, every night I like record my set and I listen after and I make notes and I think, Oh, this could be over here. Oh, wow. Who cares? I just had to get on stage and go, I am ecstatic and excited, but not so much that I'm going to excrement my pants. Audience, ah, I'm in a stadium so big that some people just sit out in the parking lot and hear it. Excitement and, 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 I wish I was like you, easily amused. That used to be my favorite line from All Apologies, but way before I started stand-up. Whoa, did I know how prescient in my life that would be. Um, in the sun, I feel as one. In the sun, in the sun. <laughs> Sorry. Did they ever do a lounge version of All Apologies? I bet they did. That would be a good one. How does that song start? What else should I be? That's not lounge. What else? What else should I be? All apologies. eh? What else can I say? Everyone is gay. How you doing? What else should I write? I don't have the right. Okay. Um, I can't think straight. You know why? Because the news is getting in my brain. Scaramucci just got fired today. I was supposed to do an article. I'm sorry. I know everyone's doing the joke, but how can you not hear the Queen song when you hear his name? Like you can't not hear it. And it makes me laugh because I mean, I can't, it is beyond comedy at this point. It's it's beyond, like, I was so delighted when they hired him. It was amazing. Amazing. So I'm going to fire everybody. I couldn't believe it was real. He must have been kidding. It must have been, like, some performance art. He must be in cahoots with Banksy, something. How is that real? It can't be real. But he's gone. All right, let's see if... Uh 
Oh my, why does my iTunes do this? You can't see the names of the songs. No, not We Will Rock You. What's the name of that fucking song? Do I not have that song? Am I just so cool I only have the... What's that song called? Bohemian Rhapsody, right? I don't think I have Bohemian Rhapsody. I think I'm so... Yeah, I don't. I think I deleted it from my iTunes because there's no world where I'm listening to that song anymore because it's so overplayed from Wayne's World. Just from, you know, I'm a 90s girl, so in, in my world it got overplayed. Oh, wow. Sorry, I know I have that on in the background. Do you like that? Do you guys want to do... You know how they do, like, so they do the lounge music versions of things, and then they do, like, children's music version of, like, Beatles songs, you know? What if there was just my version going... Like, what is that? What kind of... What genre is that? It's not just me singing... Sorry, I, I'm sorry. I don't know how to entertain you. All right, here we go. Uh, but this part, I first of all, we never knew what he was saying anywhere. Who's Scaramooch? What's the Fandango? Maybe you guys know. I never knew. And then finally, the song like makes sense in a way. It's a beautiful song, huh? What a weird rock song. I saw Queen live, Jennifer. I took your sister. Oh, that's cool, Mom. I, lo- I love him. They like opera. This is My mom used to take me so when I was little and just tell me things like that. Okay. I mean, he is a little silhouette of a man. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche. It's so weird, right? Donald Trump! Donald Trump! Uh oh. I'm just a fired boy, nobody loves me. He's just a fired boy, his wife just left and he had a kid, but he just sent a text. Oh, easy come, easy go. Will you let me fly on Air Force One? I've got to do it once, Air Force One. I've got to do it once, Air Force One. I've got to do it once. Oh, I can't do any more. Cannot do any more. I got, oh, I got let go. I got let go. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, my millennia. Beelzebub is in the White House now. Now, 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 now. Okay. Hi. Um, this is the estate of Queen. We'd like to announce that the I Seem Fun podcast has been bankrupted. Uh, the rest of the episode will just be the sound. Boop. Anyway, the news is in my brain. I read the news all the time. But, you know, I feel this connection to society, which I really love. Like, everyone is in chaos. And because of my specific, like, anxieties, ADHD, and, like, you know, my specific things that are wrong with me, this I kind of love when everyone else is in chaos. And I love that we all kind of have this thing in common. 
you know, it ties us all together and just obsessively checking the news every second. And I love finding out that other people are too. Other people with great careers and beautiful marriages. It's just like everyone's doing it. It's not just like a type of person anymore, you know? And, um, so I'm actually not stressed out by the news, which is weird. I, I find it really fun and like a thing to do. So now here's the thing. I'm a magazine person, but it's getting re- like, it's getting to the point where taking magazines on planes feels like I'm taking a Russian literature book. It's just like, I read so many different ones and I've always been against reading them on an iPad app. I don't know why I finally, I finally got a, a Kindle app or iPad. I finally read books on my Kindle. Now I don't even remember what it was like to carry books around. I mean, I have books all over my room and like they're part of my life, but when I read in bed, I love to read on my Kindle because then I don't have to keep a light on. When I travel, obviously, I, I, I'm always toggling between five or ten books at once. I can, you know. Sometimes I have a thing where like when I'm on an airplane and I want some enjoyment, I'll read like a book. Like it might be serious, but it's a book for entertainment. But then in the more like self-helpy vein, like sometimes I like to read those like right before I fall asleep. It's just nice, you know. Anyway, so now I've do, I'm doing it with my magazines. And just because, you know, I'm JK, I'm the host of this podcast, I get free stuff sent to me and I decide if I want to advertise it. And I said, yes, please, after using Texture. So here's the deal. Texture is an app. It goes, it goes beyond delivering the magazine itself. They've made it easy to find and enjoy the articles you want to read. So it's not only do you get to download like millions of magazines for one flat rate a month, they actually, you fill out in, you know, all this stuff and they will send you. And if you also, they don't have to send you anything. I I don't like being sent stuff. So I don't always use that part, but they send you the articles you want to read daily recommendations, exclusive interactive features, videos, and more. It makes magazines easy. So you could be reading, you know, uh, anything from in style to Rolling Stone to fast company to vanity fair to Vogue, car and driver, clean eating, Condé Nast traveler, Cycle World, Do It Yourself Magazine, Domino, Dwell, I mean L, Dwell and L, Family Circle, f- fucking, for, sorry, fucking, you want me to read this out? I'm going to say fucking Fortune Magazine. I'm going to say Hapa's Bazaar. I'm, I'm serious. There's a billion. So you get that all, um, you know, each magazine would be like two bucks every month. So for ni- normally textures nine ninety nine a month. And you get over 200 magazines. But if you sign up right now at texture.com, T-E-X-T-U-R-E.com, you get a 14-day free trial. But it's got to be texture.com slash fun, all capitals. Fun! Why subscribe to just a couple of magazines when you can have all your favorites on your smartphone or tablet all the time for way less? And it was selected as one of Apple's top 2016 iPad apps. So start your free trial now and download the Texture app. 14 days, try it for free, texture.com slash fun. So you know me, I don't lie and I'm not super tech savvy. I use it. And I, this is what I have on my Texture. Vanity Fair, Vogue, InStyle, I mean, that's just a few to name a few. We're already over 10 bucks a month at that one if I bought them. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, interview. New, no, not New, New York Magazine. Oh, I love New York Magazine. I canceled two of my subscriptions so I could just read it on texture. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, you can read the Time, Mag- the Time Magazine, the Atlantic. I love the Atlantic. That's on my thing too. 
It's like having a newsstand in your pocket. So do it. Start reading. All right. Now, I was supposed to write, so I got contacted by the, I can't even speak, you guys. I got contacted by the New York Times, um, one of the editors there, this lady, big fan of mine. What? (laughs) She wanted me to write a little funny article about something to do with comedy, language, and Scaramucci. You know, the relationship, well, I won't get into it because maybe something will still happen, but I was like, I know, like I was in Montreal. I was like, I'm in Montreal. I'm at this festival. I just don't have the headspace to like sit down and do this. I'm doing a million things. I'm sure it'll be fine if we wait till next week. She's like, okay. So we're about to get, I email her today like, hey, do you want to still get on the phone today so we can discuss like what I'm going to write? Literally, I get like a CNN like bump on my computer that's like, Scaramucci out. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I was like, well, I guess now I'll have to talk about what I'm not writing about. So that assignment's off the table, which is fine. It's a, it's a lot of work to write stuff for stuff. Like, and I would make myself sound smart, but I mean, it's beyond parody that he's just like stupid trying to suck his own dick. I'm like, what? And then the news people are reporting it and they're like, they said he was going to pleasure his own self. I'm like, stop even just saying what he said, you know, like We'll read that on the internet. You, you just report something else. You know, was there a, a, anything else today? Stock market, earthquake? Like, you, you don't, don't, I don't need all the news people finding creative ways to say suck his own dick. I, I can't even take it. Like the, the whole Boy Scout thing when he was telling that story to the Boy Scouts. These are children. People, okay, can I go to my dermatologist? I go to my dermatologist today. And I know you guys are going to be like, Jen, you should report him, whatever. He's the most amazing dermatologist I've ever found. And I've been to a few and I, I'm not leaving this guy. But I go in today. So I'm in, I'm back in town for like three days and I go back to New York. He's like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Where you been? I'm like, how's your summer? I'm like, oh, it's good. I've been living in New York. So I haven't been doing anything like summery, like at the beach, but it's been fun. I've been in New York. He's like, oh, what part? I'm like, Williamsburg. He's like, oh, yeah, I know Williamsburg. I go, did you used to live in New York? He's like, oh, yeah, a long time ago. He's like, when I lived there, you know, Williamsburg was just, there was nothing there. It was like, uh, it wasn't even that it was like bad neighborhoods. It was just like, there was nothing there. It was like, you know, industrial things and lofts. I go, oh, yeah, I, ha- I go, it used to be kind of a dangerous neighborhood. Like I had a friend that lived there and he, my friend was like squatting in his like artist loft. Like it didn't have a functioning total bathroom and kitchen. So you, it wasn't zoned for living there. And I'd be like, I'm not coming to Williamsburg. Like, you have to come to my part of town. It's dangerous. Anyway, so I was just like, oh, yeah, it used to be this place. And the, the dermatologist goes, good place to get raped. And I'm like, excuse me? And then the nurse lady in the room was like, doctor. And he's like, it was. I mean, you could totally have gotten raped there. I'm like, okay. Like, he said rape 19 times. I was like, this is definitely weird. Like, And then I'm thinking, why is it weird? I mean, we would say murdered. And we wouldn't be like, oh my God, doctor, how could you say that? But rape really is, it really, it's not a sexual act, of course, it's a violent act, but it is involving sex, sexual organs, right? Violating someone's sexuality and privacy and, and private parts. And it's most often, you know, obviously men get raped too, but most often when we think about rape, we think of men to women and he is talking to a woman. And so it is, it's, it's way different than just saying like, you could have gotten murdered there. Like that's used to be a place where we'd be afraid of murders. I mean, I don't know. Was he saying he was also afraid of being raped there? I don't think so. Maybe he just, I I knew what he was saying. Like I knew he meant rape is just, it's also this just kind of New York city thing too. I think where if you lived there a long time ago, it was like 
go to Central Park, get raped. Like it was specifically like you're going to get raped. So it's like I get what he's saying. Like it, it was almost as old timey use of rape. If that makes sense. I think we're way more triggered now. And like even me repeating this story on the podcast, I'm like, of course, like people have had abuse in my audience, and and uh, you know, it feels sensitive always to bring it up. So it's like it was just weird because it's like I could be a rape survivor, and I'm not, but I could, you know, and and it's like. He, you never know who you're saying that to, especially if it's a woman. I mean, what is it like one out of five or one out of three? I can't remember what it is, but it's, and trust me, I've certainly been in situations where I've been like physically intimidated and harassed by people. So it's like, whatever it is, it's all under the umbrella of assault. And so it's like, um, dude, it it was so weird, but at the same time, I wasn't offended. I was just like, all right, just fix my skin and let's go. What offended me more is after all, I am a comedian and an asshole. Oh my God, I have a bruise that literally looks like something my grandmother would have. And it is not at all sore to the touch. So I got this massage last week. I haven't had one in months. I went, well, except for that bad one I had, but that was like two months ago. I went in Montreal. I'm like, you know, my neck's all fucked up, but I, got, I decided to do full body because my legs were kind of aching. And I was like, and she goes, uh, as she's massaging my legs, she stops and she goes, is that bruise sensitive? I go, I feel nothing. I didn't even know I had a bruise there. She goes, oh, okay. And she keeps massaging. So now I see it and it's literally the size of, it's way bigger than the size of a quarter. Um, it's way bigger than the size of a silver dollar. It's like this size of, I don't know, between a silver dollar and a the mouth of a teacup. And so, and it's brown. And I'm like, what kind of bruise is this that I don't have any, it's just making me nervous. Like, am I getting old lady body skin already? Like it's really looks like an elderly person's leg right now, which is fine. I mean, who fucking cares? Um, but anyway, so the, the receptionist, oh shit. Receptionist comes in and She's like, I know I just, or she was like the woman at the front desk or whatever. She's like, I know I just checked you in. And she's like, but you look really familiar to me. And I don't think it's from you just walking in five minutes ago. I, and of course I'm like, well, there's probably a huge chance she's seen my Netflix or like maybe if she has kids, they were watching the Netflix, but like with probably drunk history, I'm sure she used to come home and Chelsea lately was on in everyone's living room, like for four years I was on it, like every other night, you know, it, or not every other night, but you know, it's, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not a household name, you know? So that's why I'm always like, it, it couldn't be television because I'm not on it that much, but, but that's why I have one of those faces. Trust me. It's a thing that what I call the working class of show business goes through where we're not household names. You know, we're not Jennifer Anderson, but we're not never been on TV. So we're somewhere in the middle, closer to the never been on TV end of things. And people always go, you look so familiar. And we go, yeah, I don't know. And they go, where'd you grow up? Massachusetts. Oh, I grew up in Mars. Yeah, I don't know. And then where'd you work? What's your thing? Did we, everyone thinks, you know, maybe we had a Thanksgiving together once through mutual friends and you know what it is. And finally you go, I'm, and it's always like, I don't want to say this. Like I'm, 
on TV sometimes, and they always go, I don't, ha- I don't watch TV. And they say it angrily because see what's happening here is they're not the type of person that gives a shit about celebrities. Nobody wants to be seen as someone who's like, oh my God, what are the celebrities doing? Nobody actually wants to be the person who's delighted by the celebrities. They're just like us column in, is it Us Weekly? She's pumping her own gas. No one actually wants to be that person. And I think most people don't think of themselves as that person. I'm sure they're not. Nobody really is that person. We might have our moments. But um, so when you say I'm on TV, all of a sudden it means that this person is someone who cares about celebrities, which it's not what it means. It means I, unlike the woman next to me, have gone into your subconscious because I'm on a television, a computer, maybe you saw me in a magazine billboard. My Netflix billboard was around the corner from where my dermatologist's office was. And I even said, I was on a billboard for like a month. Like I don't come into work down that street. Okay. I don't know that. I don't know. I guess maybe we met in another life. Is that what you want me to say? But so they get defensive. I don't watch TV. Well, you know, I don't either. I listen to podcasts. And as I mentioned, I read all my uh, magazines here. But it doesn't mean you couldn't have, I mean, you literally, there's like in the age of media where you can watch TV on your sneaker, sneaker has a screen, televisions have TV screens. On the age of this, where it's media, 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 24, you never saw a moving image across the TV. So when you walk by a TV, you're like, why is there a frame with nothing in it? Like you don't even know what a TV is. You never saw drunk history. No one ever passed that around on the computer, on the computer, on a clip. Come on. That's where you've seen me. That's why you're not recognizing me right away. Because I'm not in your top of mind. I'm not one of your favorite celebrities. I'm not a celebrity. But after 10 questions, you just kind of want the conversation to stop. And you want to let the person off the hook. Because if they guess first, like, were you on Chelsea lately? Then they're like, why didn't you say so? And I'm like, you wouldn't believe it. But every time I suggest where you know me from, people say they don't own a TV. And they're like, that's ridiculous. So that happens where they're kind of like, what a dick for not letting me off the hook. I'm, I'm playing 20 questions here and you, you could have just said I was on Chelsea. Obviously, that's where I know you from. So they get mad. And then this woman goes, she asked me 10 questions. Do we grow up together? Do we this, that? I said, I am on TV sometimes. I don't watch TV. I go, oh. And she goes, huh, I'm still trying to figure it out. And I'm like, okay, you don't get to go back to trying to figure it out if I've told you I'm on TV because now you're insulting me. I go, I I really don't know. Um, It probably has a lot to do with the fact that you see my face here. And she goes, no, it's not that. Because I don't have a good memory that way. She goes, I think you just have one of those faces. I go, well, this does happen to me a lot. She goes, it's just because you have one of those faces. (laughs) Yeah, one of those faces. It's on fucking television, assholes. Why can't you admit it? You've seen me on TV. Now, you can still be smart. You can still read the New Yorker. But you saw me on the TV. You saw me on Drunk History. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'd rather have a dermatologist talk about rape all day than have to go, no, I never played racquetball in the 80s. Like, I don't know you. You saw me on Drunk History. (sighs) How about nobody talks to anybody? I swear to God, 
I cannot wait to get to this silent retreat. Now, I know I could stay in my apartment and not talk to anyone, but the thought of going somewhere where you see other people and you're not allowed to speak seems delightful. Like, not only do I not want to talk to people, I want to be around people and not talk to them. I want to experience what it's like to just, you know, I don't mind other people in the world. I'm, I'm polite that way. But I, how, how does it feel to move about the world and have everybody mind their own business? Oh, I can't wait. Again, the, the silent retreat place has not emailed or called me back. I am terrified that I am getting this wrong, that it is not really silent the whole time. But I'm assuming it is because it, that's why they don't call me back. Or the place doesn't exist. Okay. Yeah, so I was in Montreal this weekend. Um, and by the way, I used my away luggage when I was away. People were freaking out that my carry-on bag has a charger in it. Like when I say a charger in it, I mean, imagine, I'll take a picture of it. Imagine, I'll take a picture of it. Like I'm threatening you. Imagine you are lifting your suitcase, like the, you pull up the thing and you're rolling it. And on top, right where the handle is, there's just a USB port. You just plug it in. And it's really easy to charge. The charger, if you're wondering how it works, the charger looks just like a regular phone charger with a plug that goes into a wall. So, you know, take a night, the night before you travel, you plug in your phone charger to your suitcase that comes with it. And you charge your suitcase the way you would a Kindle or your phone or whatever. And then uh, your suitcase is all charged. And the charge lasts, I mean, I still haven't had to recharge mine. I've used it a bunch of times. And I love it. And it fits so much and it's so light. So I am going to tell you guys, you've got to get with away luggage. Here's the deal. You can get $20 off your first suitcase, and they're not that expensive anyway. Awaytravel.com slash Jen, J-E-N, and use promo code Jen during checkout. Um, here's the deal. You can choose from nine colors and four sizes, the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large for extended stays. I have all of them. They're made with premium German polycarbonate, unrivaled in strength and impact resistance. This is true because I had some other kind of suitcase that was like the fancy, fancy, we are made of steel and all this, and then wheels always break. This one doesn't. Um, interior patent pending compression system, helpful for overpackers. That is true. 360 degree spinner wheels guaranteed for a smooth ride. TSA approved combination lock. Oh, that helped me a lot. Removable washable laundry bag that keeps dirty clothes separate from the clean. And it's a good size bag too. It's not some both sizes of carry-on are available to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, anything else that's powered by a USB cord. Lifetime warranty on these things. If anything breaks, they will fix or replace it for life. 100-day trial. Live with it. Travel with it. Instagram it. If you decide it's not for you, you can return it. That's like three months, you guys. Free shipping in any of the lower 48 states. And they also have a retail store in New York City that you can go visit. So, awaytravel.com slash And they are founded by two friends from New York City who found themselves often at JFK with dead phones, delayed flights, and a bright idea. Luggage with power. And that's how their away carry-on was born. And their approach is to create special objects that are designed to be resilient, resourceful, and essential to the way you travel today. And they look cool. So get your away luggage. I love having like four matching suitcases. I feel so fancy. But usually things are so expensive. I'm like, well, I can't get all four. This, you can get all four. I mean, you know, you'll throw down a couple bucks. No, it's, I'm not saying they're $10, but you will see they are way better priced than any suitcase out there. And you can charge your fucking phone. 
with the carry-ons. I keep saying the F word in my advertising and I feel bad, but not that bad. Okay. So here's a crazy thing that happened that happened on a plane. I almost, you guys can feel free to psychoanalyze the situation and email me. Um, I seem fun at gmail.com. By the way, I should mention I'm part of the all things comedy network. Go to allthingscomedy.com for other podcasts you might like. My podcast is available on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook.com slash I Seem Fun Podcast. That's where you can go every week to talk about what you liked about the episode and interact with other I Seem Funners. It's actually been very nice. Um, Twitter, Twitter.com slash I Seem Fun Podcast. And that's it. You want to join my email blast, go to jenkirkman.com, click tour dates, and you can buy all my tickets there too. If you want to watch my comedy special, Just Keep Living, and I'm going to die alone and I feel fine on Netflix, do it. Give them both a thumbs up. Rate this podcast on iTunes. Give it five stars and write a review. This review can say, um, this podcast triggers me. That's all you can write. You can write that just to be funny. All right, let me take some water. Thanks, everyone who came to my show, Irrational Thoughts in Montreal. Um, it wasn't really a cohesive show, but it was. You, you guys hadn't seen a lot of that stuff. It was a lot of the stuff for you uh, people that saw my book tour show last year and my stories about the nuclear war. For those of you who are in cities that I'm playing this year that I didn't come to on my book tour, you're going to hear some of the material. You haven't heard really funny stories about growing up um, in the Cold War era. Being afraid of nukes. Now look where we are. All right, so... My jewelry line is coming. It's coming, coming soon. I still can't announce it, but I'm freaking out. There will be necklaces that say child-free and that say over 40. So just get ready. Oh my God, you're going to have the best Christmas gifts to give your friends this year. Okay. Oh, by the way, a really nice woman gave me a note, and I happen to be in first class on JetBlue. You guys, my Amex... Uh, gives me JetBlue points, and then I fly them so often. So I'm literally mint only at this point for a while. So if you see me in mint, don't be like, oh my God, rich bitch is taking all our money. It's not really what's happening. But this woman walked by. I happen to be in mint. Sometimes I do like that. Like, you know what? You want to see your favorite performer sitting in mint, don't you? That's like their first class little compartment. You go, oh, look at them. I bet on the right horse here. You don't want to see me in row 30 next to the bathroom. Like, I thought she was fucking on TV. And then someone yells, I don't own a TV. And you're like, there's one in the seat in front of you. I won't look at it. Anyway, she, she dropped me a note that was like, thank you. You're great. And you mean a lot to me. And it it was just the sweetest thing. I, I cannot emphasize enough how at any given moment I could be in a sad mood, a bad mood, a nothing mood, but I'm always in the mood of, I am not worldwide famous. I am not as successful as a lot of comedians. And I love a, a note. I don't, don't mail me anything. But if you see me in public, don't think it's weird to slip me a note. I think it's the greatest thing ever. And it's such a highlight of what I do for a living that never feel weird about it. Okay. Ow! I just banged into a chair. Okay. So here's what happened to me. Um... I'm actually flying home to LA from New York, I think a month ago, and I'm not in mint this time. The, it's sold out. Can't get it. 
And so the weirdest thing happened. So, okay. So I go up to the ticket counter and I go, not the ticket counter, but the gate counter. And I talk to this guy and I go, I know sometimes you guys will sell mint seats for like a hundred bucks or something if they haven't sold before the flight. And he's like, yeah, we just, we're sold out tonight. I'm like, oh, okay. And, uh, I said, do you have any kind of like waiting list in case someone doesn't show up? He's like, no, people always show up. I'm like, okay, no problem. I didn't give him my name. He didn't know who I was. This wasn't like, oh my God, it's Jen Kirkman. Um, it was just a lady asking a question. He didn't even know what, like he knew what flight I was on, obviously, but that was it. So he leaves, you know, I mean, I won't watch him walk away, but he's not behind the desk anymore. I'm sitting there waiting to get on the plane, probably on Twitter. <clears throat> Who knows? And about 20 minutes later, this woman gets on the intercom and goes, passenger Jennifer Kirkman to the front, Jennifer Kirkman. And I go up to the front and say, yeah, I'm like, I'm always excited. Like, what are they going to tell me? Cause I know I'm not in trouble. And she goes, um, you've been upgraded to mint. And I go, Oh, I just asked. And she goes, Oh, okay. Well they upgraded you. And I said, Oh, you didn't upgrade me. Cause I asked. And she goes, no, it was random. And I go, it was random. And she goes, yeah. And I'm thinking, well, I'm a mosaic member. Maybe they went to like mosaic members. I don't know. And I go weird. I literally just asked if I could be on some kind of waiting list. I was like, maybe the guy who was behind the counter did it. And she's like, no, I just did it. I was like, oh, okay. She was kind of like, do you want the seat or not? I'm like, no, 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 of course. So I get on the plane. It's not the fun little like compartment where you're by yourself, but it's right next to someone else. And it's front row. Got that one little phlegm piece and it's front row. And I'm next to the window. So this guy's next to me. And you know, I've talked about this before. When you see real rich people, like I'm someone with a couple extra bucks and sometimes I, uh, in wasteful with money, but like a real rich person who has like very fancy threads and really fancy jewelry and just seems rich. Like everything about them seems brand new. Like they, they use a suitcase once and they just throw it away. So it was this guy, like young Asian guy. I, he might be in the music, but I don't know who he was, but he seemed like maybe someone real important guy. So He's got a bunch of his bros on the plane with him and they're all like putting their suitcases above the thing in the cabin. And as I'm walking on, I'm like, I hate these guys. I just automatically was like, Ugh. dude bros in first class. They all probably own an app company or something, or they're in the music business. Either way, I don't like them. Yeah, just judging, just judging. And I sit down And, you know, dude bro sits next to me and I'm like, well, I know I'm not his type. So, you know, I'm too old and don't look like a stripper. So it's like, I already know when someone's not going to hit on me, which is great. Or just be dude bro-y. So I have my headphones on. He orders like a double vodka. Like they come over, they're like, would you like our signature drink? It's And they start to describe it. He goes, double vodka. She's like, oh, okay. And he's like, I want Tito's. She's like, we don't have Tito's. Like, 
it's that kind of rich person that's like so out of touch. Like, did you see how small the kitchen is there? They don't have Tito's vodka. They got vodka. They got JetBlue vodka, whatever they have. It's like, we don't have that, but we have, you know, some shit kind. I don't know what kind. I don't drink vodka. I think it's disgusting. I've had all the best vodka. Believe me, I love, I go to Russia every year with Jill Stein and Putin. I have all the best vodka. I just don't like vodka. I don't get the taste. I've tried it all. Makes me one of them. So, um, I'm always wary of the people who go that hard. And then I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's a fear of flying. But he didn't seem like he did. So I'm scrolling through the movies and JetBlue always has Devil Wears Prada. And I'm like, do I just put that on in the background for the billionth time as I'm reading? So I kind of do. I try to have the maximum amount of things playing on a screen in my ear just to keep everybody away. Just everything is occupied at all seconds. So I've got the Kindle, I've got earphones in and Devil Wears Prada is on the screen. And now we're all kind of strapped in, but we're not taxiing yet. He gets his drink. He downs it. He asks for another. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Also, people, you don't realize what your pores smell like when you're drinking on a plane. Like, I can smell the alcohol. I couldn't smell him. So he turns to me and he goes, now my headphones had nothing in them. Like, so I did hear him. He goes, excuse me, are you married by any chance? Now, my headphones didn't have anything in them, but I want to get caught with fake headphone situation. So I just went, what? And took them out, like over-exaggerated. I'm like, what? My neck sticks out like a turtle. Now, I knew he wasn't hitting on me. I, I don't know how to explain it, but a woman knows. He was asking me as though he was asking like a census question. Like, are you married? I need some info. Like, it really seemed like it, it could have been like if he was like, are you... blood type O, you know, he was asking, I got my blood type taken. I'm B positive. Isn't that fun? B positive, everybody. I basically am fucked or something. It's either like I can't get blood from anyone or I can. Oh, I have a very, it's, it's like, they're always in need of B positive because not a lot of people are. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm not donating blood. And then I'm like, oh, but I would need blood if, so guys donate blood if you're B positive for me. Anyway, so I hate things going out of me. I hate getting blood drawn just to get the blood drawn to see what type of blood I was. I was like, (laughs) vials of blood. I don't like when people put a needle in me and remove fluids from my body. Okay. So I said, uh, well, I've been married. Why do you have a question about marriage? He's like, yeah. It's like, I'm proposing to my girlfriend when I get off the flight. And immediately I'm a little bit like, oh, (laughs) such a loser. I don't even like proposals that much or like all that kind of stuff, you know? Um, I just, I don't know. Having done it once and it went all awry and wasn't really 
how I wanted it. And I was part of the reason it didn't go well too. And I just think the littlest things are so romantic and none of them have anything to do with proposing. (laughs) But, um, so I go, Oh, great. And he's like, I'm so nervous. And I'm like, I don't want it to go badly. I said, well, do you have the ring? And he said, yeah. And I said, it's a good ring. He goes, oh yeah. And go, okay, well that's good. And I said, is she going to be totally surprised? I mean, have you guys talked about the fact that you want to be married someday? He's like, oh yeah, we've talked about that. We want to be married someday. I'm like, well, what are you nervous about exactly? Are you nervous about that you are afraid she's going to say no? Or are you nervous just because you're having anticipatory anxiety or are you nervous because you're afraid to make a fool of yourself or are you nervous because you want to give her the best experience possible and you want to make it memorable and you're worried you won't deliver? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just nervous. And I go, okay, well, he's like, do you have any advice about it? And I'm like, well, I see, again, I don't know what kind of nerves you have. I mean, I'm the most annoying person to ask us some, all I could have done was, has been like, as long as you know that you love her, you know, which I did try to say, no matter what I said, he just was like, I'm nervous. Like I couldn't calm him down. And then I could see the way in which he was drinking the alcohol. It was like to calm his nerves. So he says to me, can I ask why you're divorced? And I said, oh, sure. I said, um, it was just a marriage that probably never should have been if we were ever honest about how we were feeling. I said, we just were like best friends. He's like me and my, you know, girlfriend or best friends. I said, no, but we were kind of only friends. And then he goes, how's the sex life? So as he says that the, the flight attendant is like walking over to like pick up his empty drink. She's like, Whoa, I came in at quite the time I go, Oh, he's going to propose to his girlfriend. Now I'm trying to like, I am doing a very strategic move where I'm like, let's open this up to everybody because I don't want to be burdened with this private conversation because this could go on all fucking night. I said, oh, he's proposing to his girlfriend. When is it again? He's like, when I get off the flight. I'm like, when he gets off the flight. And then, and you know, I was telling him I was divorced and I don't know, the sex question, you know, is it? so I'm joking in the flight attendant. I'm like, pull up a seat, forget yourself a vodka. Ha ha ha. Aren't I delightful? First class Jen. She's so fun. Coach Jen. What a cunt. So anyway, he says, um, I said, no, no, no. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, look, I'm really smart. I know why I got married. I know why I stayed in it. And I know why I got divorced. It has been gone through with a fine tooth comb in therapy, in support groups, in all kinds of ways that I do my self-help stuff. I'm just not going to get into it with a stranger on a plane. So, you know, I don't reveal everything. And I feel like I've talked about this before. When you don't reveal within five seconds, like, no, but I know all about this stuff. People start teaching you about the thing you've been through. You're like, no, 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 I know why I went through it. I'm just being vague with you because it's not fucking your business. So he's like, have you ever read the book, The Five Love Languages? I'm like, no, but I already know it's like too elementary for me. Like I'm in like, I'm reading like grief trauma books all the time. And like to the point where I should probably just be a psychologist. Like I've gone through everything to now in the like final stages of reading psychology books where it's like, listen, enjoy your five love languages. I'm sure it's great. 
he's like, let me ask you this. And he thinks he's like blowing my mind. He's like, how in a relationship do you like to receive love as opposed to how you show it? Like, do you like to give gifts or do you just want someone to be there? Or do you want to just offer your support? Would you rather get a gift or have someone just be there for you? And I'm like, I already know what you're saying. So people in a relationship show their love in different ways. Sometimes you show love the way that you want to receive it, but it might not be the way the person gives it. So you guys have to talk to each other about your needs. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm not stupid. God, people are stupid. I mean, this is the same guy in the world of psychology that in the world of comedy is looking at a sign that says excellent sandwiches. And it's like, wow. So he goes, yeah, my girlfriend, I love to give gifts. I mean, I give her the Prada. I give her this, but she doesn't even want it. I'm like, what? First of all, give them to me then. And he goes, and then, but all she really wants from me is for me to listen. I'm like, whatever. How about you listen and give me a nice bag? So as he's talking, I'm like, okay, well, here's what you should say when you propose. And I'm getting like way too into it. Oh, cause he says something like, is there any, he's like, I literally can't think straight. Is there any movies on here you'd recommend that would take my mind off it? And I'm like, let's scroll through. And it's all like father of the bride. I'm getting married marriage part two. And I'm like, they're all romantic comedies. I go, and then I, and he was like, oh no. Ha, ha, ha. And, um, so then he goes, yeah. So I go, so you're proposing like, I go, the only, I go, the, and the only thing, the only reason I might, now I think I'm being so smart here. The only reason I might recommend actually not, cause this was not a red eye, but we were getting off the plane at like 11. So, you know, by the time he gets home at like midnight, I'm like, the only reason that she might be annoyed if it's a surprise and later at night is I'm sure she's the type of girl that always has her nails done. But if she doesn't have a good man, I care. It's not going to look good for the Instagram photo she'll want to do with the ring. And I go, and you might wake her up and she might not feel like she looks cute. Cause I'm just assuming the guy's coming home from a business trip at midnight on a weeknight that maybe his girlfriend and probably has a job herself is asleep the next, you know, sleep when he gets there. And I'm assuming that if someone said to you, I'm, I'm going to propose when I get off a plane and it's going to be like 1230 by the time I get home and I'm nervous, wouldn't you assume, oh, he's going to wake her up. I said, you guys live together. He goes, yeah. I go, oh, okay. So he starts telling me this story. I used to be a player. My boys back here, they're all like taking up first class. I think he bought all his friends tickets to come to LA with him. He's like, but all I've really ever wanted was to be married and meet that one special girl. And I did, but like, so now I'm not a player anymore, but my boys, they think I'm crazy. I'm just like, stop saying my boys. I hate everything. So I'm like, uh-huh. Well, that's great. Meanwhile, Mike, he'll cheat on her with, within a year. And he's like, do you want to see pictures of her? And then he shows me a picture of her. She's a beautiful girl. Um, she's like riding a dolphin. It's in his phone. No, it's not. No, this is what I thought was weird. It's not in his phone. He went to her Instagram page and I didn't see any photos of them together. He was just showing me photos of like beautiful girl on a dolphin, another beautiful girl over there doing this. I mean, same girl. And he's like, oh my God, it's amazing. We went to this place. You can swim with dolphins, blah, blah, blah. So just keep in mind that Instagram thing, although it's not going to come back into the story. It's just me being paranoid. So then he's like, okay. So then after I do my whole spiel about like, don't, maybe don't do it tonight. Don't wake her up. Like if, if you're nervous, if she's like kind of a girl's girl, girl or girly girl, she might be mad. Oh, I wanted to have makeup on her. I don't know. And he goes, no, I rented out like this, do you know Griffith Park? I'm like, yeah, guys, if you don't know Griffith Park, if you don't live in LA, it's like a giant state owned 
park. It's like central. It's like our central park. I think except is it bigger? Well, it's not that it's bigger. It's just like, it's a giant mountain. It's where the Griffith observatory is. He's like, I've rented out this place there, but there's no places there. You can't rent. I'm like the observatory. He's like, I forget what he said. And I, he said it twice. I was like, I have to stop asking. Cause I don't know what he's saying, but he rented out somewhere in the observatory for that time of night or some, something in Griffith park, which I really don't think is possible. The park has like a strict closing after midnight thing, unless he's like a cabillionaire who, I don't know. And he's like, my parents are flying in. They're meeting me there. And I'm like, you're going to do it in front of your parents. He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So your girlfriend knows that at midnight tonight, she has to meet you in Griffith Park. He's like, yeah. I go, oh, okay. This makes more sense now. And I'm thinking like, why didn't you stop me when I was saying, when you go home and wake her up? Like he just, I don't know, maybe he was drunk, wasn't even listening to me. Maybe he's that nervous. So now I find that he's rented out something that I think is impossible to rent out. There's going to be like a cocktail party there. His parents are going to be there and her and her parents. I don't know. And he's going to propose in front of everybody. I'm like, oh, it sounds like it's going to be great. Like, it sounds like an event. He's like, yeah. And then there's, you know. So now I'm like, why is he even asking me? Because it, he's got it all figured out. Like, how in the world could I possibly help him with this? rich person's affair. And if he was nervous, why isn't he talking to his boys? Like none of them are razzing him and being like, Donnie's getting married or whatever his name is. So then I'm like, well, you know, he's asking me more about my marriage. I'm like, honestly, dude, it was like six years ago. Like, I know it sounds like intense and like, it's probably a big deal to get divorced, but that's what was so weird about it for me is that it like kind of wasn't. It's, uh, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, don't worry about you're not going to get divorced. You're fine. He's like, yeah, okay. I'm like, he's like, yeah, we're still having a lot of sex. I'm like, okay, great. Great. Okay. So then the plane starts taking off. Now it's like getting loud. So if we talked, we'd have to raise our voices. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to watch this movie. Good luck to you. I go, hey, when you, when, when the plane lands, um, give me your phone. I'll take a picture of you with your boys. Or I'll take a picture, you know, your last picture is a single man. Last flight is a single man or, you know, whatever. He's like, okay. So he like does the whole bed thing, you know, like lays down flat bed. So I don't even know why he was asking me what roman- what movie should he watch. We land and I like never, I don't think I laid down in the flat bed. I think I was just reading or something. Now, I don't really want to talk to him. So I'm just like, I'm available. I'm not like giving any sense of like, don't fucking talk to me. But he, um, he sits back up upright and he's just like doing his thing and texting and, but the plane lands and he's literally not talking to me. He's not even looking my way because I'm angling his face. And I'm looking at what he's doing. He's not texting. He's not calling anyone like, honey, I just landed. Which wouldn't you do that if you were, do you know what I mean? There was like no communication with anybody and he was just sitting there. And then as we're deplaning, he just stands right up and just starts like getting his stuff out, but he's not in a hurry. He's just like, he's just not looking at me. It's really weird. And I'm like sort of trying to like just 
make eye contact so I can be like, you want me to take that picture? Like I was now just like something is going on. Like maybe he was really drunk and he took a pill and combined it with alcohol and he's really embarrassed that he talked to me and he's just like, I'm not saying anything, but you know, even if you were embarrassed that you said too much, you can tell when someone's like a charismatic chatty person, they might be like, oh, did I talk too much? I took a Xanax and drank. So I know we talked about my proposal, but I'm sorry if I bothered you. Like there wasn't even that. There was just like ignoring me, like, like ignoring. And then he gets off the plane. It like doesn't turn around, say bye. It was the weirdest thing. So then I'm down at baggage claim. I'm like, what is up with this dude? And he's with his bros. And I, I walk by as he's like starting to, he's walking away from baggage claim and I go, Hey, good luck tonight. And he just looks at me like we've never met. I'm like, Oh my God. Did I just get like pranked? Did this guy, was this just like, Hey guys, I'm going to get on the plane and I'm going to tell this girl or whoever's next to me that, Oh, that was the other thing. He's like, Oh, the seat is free because my friend was supposed to fly, but he canceled last minute. And so I told JetBlue when I checked in that the seat's going to be open. They should just give it to someone. So they did. So it was like, because of him, I got that upgrade and it really wasn't that anyone recognized me or that it was totally coincidence, but I also had to endure this weird thing. So I was like, what? was that? He didn't say give her the upgrade. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying because of his friend, you know, but I was like, was this some weird prank? Which was like, guys, I'm going to tell whoever's sitting next to me now that it's not Johnny or whatever, or maybe there never was a guy that, um, that I'm getting married, but what would be the point? I don't know. It was so weird. I'm, I would love to know who the fuck that was and what that was all about. There was just something I don't know. If anyone has any ideas, email me at iseemfun at gmail.com. Isn't that the weirdest story? You're like, not really. I think like Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, that's weirder. All right. Okay. So somebody in Boston named Jordan wrote me, hi, Jen, you can use my name. I recently started doing drag here in Boston. That's so fun. I used to hang out at a drag bar because they would serve us before we hit 21. And I'd always go with my friend and have champagne. But we'd always go early when it was quiet. Um, I've only done a few shows, but a few weeks ago I did my best Jen Kirkman drag and it was a hit. The place I usually perform in is a more alternative crowd and they were loving me. I even made some new friends who listened to the podcast. First of all, that's amazing. I can't even believe. See, here I am. First, I'm at the dermatologist and they don't recognize me, but they do, but they don't. And now someone's dressing up like me in drag. Do you see how schizophrenic my life is? Now, could you please, Jordan, send me a tape of it? I want to see what, what it would possibly look like to do me in drag. Like, I hope I'm not, I hope I'm fabulous. I have a feeling I might not be, but I'm really excited that, that I'm in drag. That, that's great. Um, please send me any proof of it, a picture, a tape. I hope all you and your friends are coming to my show at the Wilbur Theater in September. I can't even believe it. All right. So, in the vein of, remember I was 
talking about weird things men say to women. Like the guy was like, go to yoga or that's a big wallet. This is the non-sexual harassment, but because we are women, men saying weird things to us. So these are emails I'm getting from women. Um, if this is, if you're new to the podcast or whatever, you'll know what I'm talking about when I read these emails, but send me your weird things men say to you. I seem fun at gmail.com. We are educating the good men in my audience who really need to know what it's like to be a woman on the planet earth every goddamn day. Okay. Hi, Jen. Relatively new I seem funner here. I listened to the episode recently when you talked about that dude who wouldn't shut up about how big your purse was. It reminded me of this bizarre exchange I had in a sandwich shop. I'd just gotten done gardening and ran to pick up lunch for me and my girlfriend. I was in a tank top, shorts, and sneakers with some dirt smudges here and there. I'm also a plus-sized gal, which is important to the story. I get up to the counter, and there's a man standing there looking at the menu. I try to let him go first, but he insists I go. I order our lunch, two sandwiches, two drinks, two bags of chips. As I'm paying, I start hearing this man repeating something in my direction. Excuse me, I say? You are a rich woman, he says. I'm a rich woman? Yes, he says. You order a lot of food, and you are dressed like a rich woman. I was so confused by the words coming out of it awkward that I just awkwardly laughed and left with my food. It wasn't until I got in the car that I realized he'd managed to call me fat and a scrub all in one fell swoop. Moments like that make me so, so thankful to be a lesbian. Love your show. Okay. It's those moments that summarize what it's like to be a woman exactly. You're like confused but you're not, but the, you're not confused because you're dumb. It's because they make no sense. And you're like, <laughs> and then you walk away and you're like, ah, should have kicked their ass. Okay. More weird things men say to women. Don't use my name or email. I won't. My boss retired, but is still involved in the day-to-day of my workplace. It's a historical society. Nobody ever leaves these places. I hadn't seen him in a few months and ran into him on a work day outside of our building. He grabbed me by the waist and planted a kiss on my forehead. I've missed you so much. Not sexual, obviously, but you can bet your undies that he didn't do that to any of the guys I work with. I just hope no one saw it. I think that's one of the more sexual, non-sexual stories we've heard. Ugh. Don't touch anybody, you guys. Okay, more things men say. Evian water story. Hi, Jen. First of all, okay. Oh, wait, that's something different. Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I just have to delete something. Everybody calm down. Where is this? Okay. Ugh. So hi, Jen. You can use my name. I'm here at the grocery store. Mind you, I'm not a rich woman. I'm a broke doctoral student, but still manages to live on my own. While I can't afford many luxuries, Evian bottles is something I like to have in abundance when I can. I don't know what makes me feel. I don't know. It makes me feel like a rich bitch. So I'm at the register. And while the patron in front of me is paying, this cashier is cutish, possibly Weezer band member, mid twenties, looks at me and is like, you like water, huh? Right away, I'm like, ah, crap, he's looking at my shit and deciphering. And soon he's going to notice Scott toilet paper pack I got to accompany the water. I got self-conscious, but still was like, yeah, I do, don't you? Then he proceeds to ring the items and notes, Evian, kind of expensive. Like, really, dude? I smiled and I said, I know, but it's what I pay for my luxury. But why do I even have to get in a banter about my products? I know he was trying to be cute, but again, I don't think this is comments that would be given to a man. No, he sounds like a Bernie bro. These millionaires and billionaires paying... Two ninety nine for water. 
I got Bernie Broad in a review at Montreal. I was talking about, first of all, every show I started with like, fuck you if you're a comedy reviewer, kill yourself is the dumbest job. Like I just couldn't, I don't want my comedy review. You can't review comedy. So the whole show is about like growing up, fear, nuclear war, you know, and then I get thoughts and then I get thoughts and then I get to like, hey, life's pretty cooking. And then, you know, we get this election and for a lot of us women, we were really excited to have a woman president. That's not why we voted for her. We thought she was qualified. Obviously I didn't vote for Sarah Palin just because she's a woman, but we were like, oh my God, finally a woman we can vote for. And it's so cool that she's a woman. This is going to change history tonight. It's going to change a lot of things. And I said, um, then we didn't win and or the, whatever, or the, whatever. It just hurts. It hurts. And the whole point of the story is I go to my therapist and she validates that like, yeah, this was a big hit for women and there's really not much we can do about it. Like, there's no way to like get over this. It's just like, we just have to live in this shit. And it's like, she was like, women have been gaslit by men forever. Like Donald Trump is gaslighting us. Bernie Sanders and his cronies are gaslighting us, like making us feel crazy. Like Hillary has to be perfect. I'd vote for a woman, but just not her. You're the one who's sexist, like all that shit. And I said, I said, I love doing this in Canada because I know there's no Bernie bros here and I don't care if you like him. You're Canadian, so you don't get an opinion. Be quiet. I'm telling you, I live in America. He's been a senator for 30 years. He hasn't really done shit. It's not an opinion. He hasn't passed a lot of legislature, if at all, any. And all the things he wants, his big things, single payer, this, that, he hasn't done it. Okay? Whether it's his fault or not, it doesn't matter. He's as ineffective as the next guy. And yet he's being lauded as a saint and his followers are harassing women continually and he does nothing about it. So this guy writes in the review, I actually disagreed with her about a point on Bernie, but I was watching with my comedy reviewer hat, not my pundit hat. It's like, what can you can't disagree on my experience as a woman in, in the election of the century and how Bernie, you, there's no opinion. It's my experience. And he's like, a review of a show that was so well done and it was so about so many things and I bared my soul. That's what you write about? And so I wrote about it on Twitter. Like, And then my friend Guy Branham told me that he went to like a speaking panel and that reviewer was talking about how chafed he was that I rebutted his review. It's like, get over it. Dude, you know that sensitivity you have where you can't even watch a show and not write something about how I said something about Bernie and then you can't handle that I had an opinion about your review? That's how it feels to be a woman every fucking second, except it's not one person bothering you. It's a whole culture. Okay. One more. More men things say. Here's one for your shit men only say to women file. A few weeks ago, I went in the big park in my city to listen to a free concert and finish up a book. My blanket was under some trees, maybe 30 feet away from the walking path. Families played baseball and couples snuggled on benches and blankets around me. I'm an introvert, but I love being around people having fun. So reading in the park is always a great relaxing way to spend a Sunday evening for me. After about an hour of chilling on my blanket, an older man, probably 50 or 60, walked by on the path and yelled at the top of his lungs, that must be one hell of a good book, and kept on walking. I pretended I was so into my book that I didn't hear him. When he was out of sight, 
I packed up and went home. It was a stupid, innocuous comment, and I shouldn't have let it ruin, ruin my fun evening. But I was so annoyed by his intrusion that I couldn't concentrate on reading anymore. It made me uncomfortable that wondering whether it was an idiotic split-second decision to yell as he walked by or if he'd been watching me for a while and just couldn't allow me to enjoy my solitary activity one second longer. He obviously wasn't trying to get to know me better since he just kept walking. I don't even understand the point of the comment. I just don't get why. I tried to imagine a woman yelling something similar to a man reading on a blanket in a park. Nope, would never fucking happen. Oh, it wouldn't. You guys, I'm going to play my favorite thing this week. Um, Maxine Waters reclaiming my time. I didn't even know that was a thing. So Maxine Waters is asking um, Senator Mnuchin, why did you ignore this letter we sent you? You know, this is Trump Russia shit and it's amazing. And he's not supposed to be filibustering. And so it's great. Just listen to this. You acknowledged that I shouldn't be interrupted and that I would have reclaiming. Okay. I was going to answer that. So she's just, okay. Oh wait, no. Hang on. Reclaiming my time. This is not starting where I want it to. Oh, hang on. I have to put it. I have to go to my Twitter. Guys, I'm sorry. I thought I could get the clip really quickly and I couldn't, but I'm going to do it because I tweeted about it the other day. Beep, beep, ba, ba, da, ba. Here we go. Da, da, do. Doopy, 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 do. Poopy, do. Okay. Sorry. All right. Here we go. Oh, here it is. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wait, is this? Hang on. I'm familiar with the 20, uh, May 23rd letter I sent to you along with several. Oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? Why am I hitting buttons? Sorry. What is happening in my life? I'm trying to play this for you guys. Oh, my God, what is happening right now? Oh, my God. So play. Yes, yeah, so play it. Oh, my God. I'm liter- okay, here it is. Oh, my God. I literally was losing my mind, as you heard. Literally. Literally. With the 20, uh, May 23rd letter I sent to you along with several of my Democratic colleagues on this committee. Yes, I am. Is there some reason why I did not get a response uh, to the letter that I sent May 23rd? So, uh, Ranking Member Waters, first of all, let me thank you for your service to California. Being a resident of California, uh, I appreciate everything that thank you've you done much, for the community uh, I there. I don't want to take my time. I, I've, I also I have appreciated Re- the opportunity to meet reclaiming with you my time. several times reclaiming my when time. we were doing our... our reclaiming my time. The time belongs to the gentlelady from California. Let me just say to you, uh, thank you for... Uh, your compliments about how great I am, but I don't want to waste my time on me. Uh, I want to know about the May 23rd letter. Uh, you know about it? Why did you not respond to me and my colleagues? I was going to answer that. Just please uh, go straight to and the answer. M- Mr. Chairman, I thought when you read the rules, you acknowledged that I shouldn't be interrupted. 
and that I would have reclaiming my time. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out. So I'm reclaiming my time. That's Please, right. will you respond to the question of why I did not get a response, me and my colleagues, to the May 23rd letter? Well, I was going to tell you my response. Just tell me. Okay. So first of all, okay, let me just say that the Department of Treasury has cooperated extensively with the Senate Intel Committee. With the House reclaiming Intel my time, reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time, okay. Reclaiming of fact, my time, Mr. Secretary. The, the time belongs to the gentlelady from California. Per- perhaps, Mr. Chairman, I don't understand the rules because reclaiming I thought I was time. allowed to answer questions. Reclaiming my time, would you please explain the rules and do not take that away from my time? Oh my God. Reclaiming it. I love to say, I, I was told I wouldn't be interrupted. Like, it's so just like, that's what's happening. We are reclaiming our time, everybody. Now, this is great. So this guy, on uh, I saw this on Twitter. He's, uh, so imagine like the Brady Bunch, like six window panels. It's all him. He's doing harmony with himself. So all the voices you hear is this one guy. Um, he's at MyCalcagore, M-Y-K-A-L-K-I-L-G-O-R-E. And he did a gospel version of Reclaiming My Time. And he wrote a song about it. It's so fucking good. All right, hang on. You want to talk about the things I've done, but I'm reclaiming my own. I'm going to speak on, going to speak on, going to speak on the battles I've won. Yeah. I'm reclaiming my time. Ooh, All right. Well, that's not why I brought you here to share. And I'm, I'm reclaiming my time. Yeah, don't read my resume because I was there. I'm reclaiming my yeah. time. Oh, Yes, I am. My time. Every minute. My I'm time. Every second. My time. Stop talking. My time. You know the rules. My time. When it's my time. My time. I can take it back. My time. Oh, I'm reclaiming my time. Hey, what a month later. Reclaiming my time. That I sent you way back when. Reclaiming my time. Give me the answer to my question. Reclaiming my time. Or don't open your mouth again. Yeah. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming, reclaiming, reclaiming. Reclaiming my time. Yeah. All of my time. I'm reclaiming my time. Oh my God. Ladies, reclaim your time next time. Until next week, have fun.